This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Free Left Turn here on 89.0, Independent Community Media. Kia ora, Fred. Kia ora, Craig. Kia ora. Yeah, yeah, not a very nice sort of a day out there, is it? No. No, it's a little bit uh, bleak. It's not cold, but it's um, grey. Grey, yeah. And there's spits, a few spits. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I've, taken, I've got my gazebo out. And it's, it's a bit old and loose, so, of course, if it rains, I get these big swimming pools on the on the top of the tent part. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta go out and push it out. I'm, I'm tempted to put a hole for it, but then it might go. <laughs> <laughs> it might go south. <laughs> yeah, it's fairly old, so yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah one so. more summer is my motto. Yeah. Oh, one more summer here. Yeah, one more summer. Yeah. yeah. On the way here, it's interesting. Up here, uh, the see, uh, no, by the lake, by the, by the up by the uh, just below the um, water tower. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of bloody rabbits up there. Rabbits, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's surprising how many rabbits are around in all the parks, etc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know they think they're, they're, they're deemed to be a pest because they dig holes into the this, um, into the graves up at Hamilton East. Well, it troubles you have one rabbit, you have, yeah. then you have two rabbits, and then you have yeah. 27 yeah. rabbits. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> they, br- they breed, yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's quite, I think, you know, there's probably just about every park in, in Hamilton's probably got them. I haven't seen the turkey for a while. Uh, was the turkey at the lake? Was it? Oh, up, up by the up by the up again by the um, t- uh, water tower. There's uh, uh, almost a year ago. It was just a this big. This, uh, what the frick is this here? It was a hen turkey. So and not a pheasant, a turkey. Hen, a turkey, an actual turkey. Oh, wow. Well, wow, okay. okay. Someone must have. Oh, yeah. We'll save that for Christmas. Well, maybe. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> if, they, if they can wander their way in, maybe. But you think we're quite developed. I suppose you can come up the river. It's still... They can, they can fly. They can fly. A, hen, a, hen, a hen turkey can fly quite... Oh, yeah, they go up into the pine a, trees, They can sort of glide, yeah. Yeah, yeah as I remember back from home. Yeah. Speaking speaking of that, I see that I've just about done the um, the walkway between Cambridge and, along the river. As um, mm. I see there's a little article in the paper about... Um, you know, the building a boardwalk and a walkway, Cambridge along to the comes into Hammond Park there. Okay. Yeah, and it um, it's not far away from being opened. Well, it's a bit a of a monstrosity this end with uh, all the all the timber framework to get the the right levels, but um, mm, they are. a few trees will calm it down a bit. Mm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Well, what happened? What happened this week? Oh yes, National have got a new leader. Mm. We have indeed. Never. <laughs> Yeah, well, it wasn't unexpected. Judith had just about poisoned her um, 
you know, how do you put it politely? She'd done doo-doos in her own nest, really, for <laughs> quite some time. Um, and and I go back, and then she came across as a nasty, might be a, no, a knowledgeable woman, but she was just too nasty and smirky. Didn't go down with, with punters. So, you know, yeah, yeah. this uh, Christopher Luxon um, is in, and he must admit, I, when I was listening to him, I thought, uh, John Key 2, this is all about the sleep. You know that. What would you call it? It's all about business and and mm. you know success and all this and 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 that's good. We do have to have successful businesses and all that, but it's what you use that success for. Yeah, yeah. This is all- if you're not going to use that success to actually help everyone move forward and mm. get people in homes and and fed and and yeah, clothed that, yeah. and schooled. Um, having success where the few have bigger houses, which we're unfortunately seeing for. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last mm-hmm. twenty years, and uh, um, and you know, where does that help? Not at all. Well, and go back to you go back to the UK. You, you know, everyone goes, oh, we have more population and etc. That'll be great. But if we still have the same percentages of poverty, is it great? Actually, okay, we we exacerbate it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I say, and then mm-hmm. we just have have a, a bigger divide. And I think it was. Uh, um, well, I think the guy Parker, you know, the MP, uh, Christopher, what's the name, Parker's name? The David. David Parker David. was saying, you know, it's, um, we have to, with Chris Luxton having seven houses or whatever, you know, we really do have to reflect on the inequality. Mm. Well, that was, um, that's and, and we do, you know, if you've got, there was someone in Wellington this week had, I think, 57, ha- uh, no, 80 houses or something, and if he cashed up, would have $54 million. Now, that's fine. Is you know, don't blame them as wealth, but how much tax have they paid? How much have they actually contributed? Yeah, that's what they're saying, yeah. yeah. And I find with Christopher Luxon and all that, you know, okay, he was a CEO of in New Zealand and all that, obviously a clever guy and everything else, and he's entitled to do what is mm-hmm. money, but I, I wish the media wouldn't just ask how many houses got. They actually should say, well, how much tax have you paid in the last 10 years? Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's used, if he's used negative gearing and all the, and it's all legal, Mm, yeah, for accountants sure. to buy one against the other and everything else um, to keep his tax down. Um, you know, it's legal, mm, but it's, yeah. I say, Christian thing to do. You know, people need mm, to be that Christian thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. so anyway, we'll see how he gets on. But if he stays away from the nastiness, he may. Um, there was something that was a little bit hard to take. Was all these what I call white privileged woman, a white privileged woman on the news last night. Um, yeah, I know. Saying hello to him and going, "Oh my goodness, you are you are the bee's knees, Chris. Just yeah. what we've been waiting for." Sounds like sounds like yeah. <laughs> it was a bit hard to watch. Sounds yeah. like sounds like Nebuchadnezzar and the, and the statue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. so. But anyway, if he take, keeps the nastiness off, he may take uh, take some votes back off Act, and he may pick up some some from um, from the middle, of course. Mm. Yeah. Some of the ones that well, Labour got. The only more other comment I want to make is Nicola. They got they've got Nicola Willis, is it? Yeah, um, yes. And yeah. she um, she also happens to have a house and a trust. Though. She's a beneficiary of three houses. A privileged, so a privileged These person. are both white and rich people. Let's 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 cut yeah. to the chase. Yeah, chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, okay, he might be far more wealthier than her, but okay, they're both of of, of privilege. How they made it. Whether they made it and heard it doesn't matter. Mm. You're still a privilege, um, and of an extreme privilege in one way. Um, and they also get MPs' salaries, etc., which yes, is far yeah. above the uh, person working at the supermarket. It, yes, yes, we know that too. Yeah. So you know, but I, but what about Shane Retty? Because 
you know, here we are. We have he was a deputy under Judith, and he didn't really, apart from her following in Judith into a cafe, not wearing his mask in Queenstown, uh-huh. he hasn't really put a step wrong. Now, um, I see in this little article this morning in the in the newspaper that um, Chris Luxon was saying, oh well, you know, the reason why we haven't got much diversity was because of the election results. Well, hello, you had um, uh, Shane Retty, who's a who is a Harvard scholar, an MP for seventeen years. Spent mm. much of his time while he's been an MP encouraging and vaccinating people up in Whangarei. Mm-hmm. Feet on the ground, is a Māori, and did they leave him there? Because you think we're in a COVID environment. Uh. Why don't use him as the deputy? Or why, why didn't he even stay as the leader? But no, no is no, it no. because he doesn't fit the image of the National Party? I wonder. Mm. Yeah. Yes, he's, a to- he's a token. I call it, I've got a token. Yeah, but, yeah. but he say it's quite impressive. I, I actually read a bit about him. I didn't know much about him, but he, he's you know actually does does stuff, feet on the ground sort of thing. He's not particularly out there with making media statements to but he, uh, grandiose. But when he said when he spoke about um, after the fall of Judith Collins to the media, mm. he he came across quite presentable. Oh yeah, and For, yeah, and. and Sorry, keep going. And that and, and that's um, came as quite a surprise to me because um, we've had we've hardly ever seen him speak in that sort of space. Yeah, and, and I, I think and I think yeah, yeah. Why wasn't he given a actually a, a look at a look in? Um, and he did say he was interested, and I yeah. I would have thought, well, mm. you know, let's fight. You're in the COVID time. With, here's an MP. Uh, he knows quite a lot more about. He's obviously he's also a chartered accountant. Um, mm. So, you know, he's obviously someone of, of, of great intelligence, but yeah. he also goes out there and does the practical stuff. Um, but does he get the look in? No, he's no. been cast aside because, as you, as you say, I think it's an image thing. Does he fit the profile for the National Party? Well, parties? they accepted Paula Bennett because she was a bit Maori. A bit Maori, yeah. yeah but so, she was so, basically so. A, just, just one of them. Um, so. And, yeah, whereas I say, I was a bit disappointed that he, they didn't actually give him a, a look. You know? No, no, I don't know what his position is now. Well, they're going to announce their shadow cabinet or whatever in a, next week, I think. So mm. he'll probably still get a position just because they haven't got many people of colour in their party, in, mm. their, in parliament well, at present. Yeah, well, that's their fault, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, he's, saying he's blaming the last election. Well, actually, if you want more people of co- to represent... Because sort of, they are sort of saying, well, we should represent, you know, the yeah, population. Well, uh, yeah. But you actually have to give them high enough places and yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. And, prom- and if you want them um you could promote them in what we call blue ribbon seats yeah you can nominate them and yeah and, but and get them yeah, through but. yeah but i think there's also that element in those seats of um white privilege white privilege white privilege yeah, yeah. oh we yeah. won't have them there oh but we've got we've got simon bridges and um Tauron, yeah. Huh? yeah he's part of our, yeah yeah well that's yeah. sort of where the com- where the, the comfort level stops yeah you know i, yeah, I, I yeah. think I, I get the feeling we're only Surmising, but yeah. yeah, but then I was quite impressed with um, Shane Retty's um, resume, and I'm, I feel that they, sh- the Nats, would have been a shouldn't probably shouldn't have bypassed them, but they tended but to. They're going for that white is right vote, and that's about it by the looks of it. Yeah, and somebody who's a, a so-called successful businessman, but he's a bit um, 
storm on the old Saudi Arabia deal, but we won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And, okay, there's been a bit made about him being, Chris Luxon being a Christian and all that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But but I have this little thing which comes back to, to Victor, you know, I remember Victor Hugo in his book, Les, 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 Les You know, there's a great hypocrisy when you have a, a someone of who 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 is re- heavily religious as a Christian or whatever, mm. and then accumulates wealth. You know, it doesn't sort of rub rub very well. You know, mm, yeah. Christian values is yeah, have a nice home, have a house at the beach, but then what? You know, yeah, yeah. yeah but but that's yeah, mate. And, he, and no doubt, he's certainly wealthy enough. He probably gives the charity, but it goes back also to my saying that not my saying. The old quote: "If you give money to the poor, you're a saint. If you ask why they're a poor." You're a bloody communist. Yeah, that's what they say. Mm, yeah, mm, and, and uh, you know, I just yeah. So anyway, anyway, good luck to him. See how he gets on. Um, mm. certainly be, as, as, we can, as I say, if he can uh, do away with the nastiness, and if he can change Nicola Willis's lipstick, so she calms that down a bit. Or, um, uh, you know, they may they may work out as a good team. How they get on with Act mm, and David Seymour? Yeah, will well. be will be interesting. Yeah, but this time will tell. Will they, will, and will they take pull some of that ground back from Act? Yeah, yeah. And will he pull some off off of of those new Labour voters that the Prime Minister thinks coming over to her? Uh, It'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. be interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and the other other one was we ha- uh, we have sent a force, or I think that to Solomon Islands. Yeah. Uh, in light of what's happened up there, um, which is a good thing because we we were involved in it before when they were having other. Other years of civil unrest um, a few years ago. So, yeah, good on New Zealand. We're, we're up there and we'll be working alongside Australia, Papua New Guinea, I think Fiji also up there as well. Yeah. So, so it's interesting times. It is interesting. And I read a bit more since last week, I read a bit more about it. And mm. basically, this island of people that live on this island called Malaiti, I think mm. that's how you pronounce mm. it. And they have sort of having a different tribe, slightly different tribe. Um, mm-hmm. So they've been having a go, and what has been up to recently is they were um, had uh, what would you call relations with Taiwan, mm-hmm. and of course this new uh, the, the prime minister of the day said, "No, we're going to step back with Taiwan and and build up relationships with China." Yeah, which you think, oh, that, so that's part of it, but also what tends to ha- has ha- they, they're inferring what has happened is that. There's what a lot they call clientelism, which is where countries who want influence do a lot of sort of giving of gifts, etc. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, so people benefit out of the Taiwan Taiwanese relationship. Yeah, um, yeah. And of course, when there's an announcement that oh, they're going to swap Taiwan for China, then where will these gifts go? Um, yeah, sort it's, of a bit it's like the old cargo, the cult, cargo cult that. stuff. That's quite yeah, which is quite sad. To, and I don't know enough about about it, but I just read that and I thought, well, that's interesting. So, uh, the anti-China thing is really maybe that a lot of it's about where the distribution of favours go. Yeah, cargo cults tend to be synonymous with Melanesian, uh, Melanesian states. So, like yeah, like yeah, uh, Papua New Guinea, Solomon's. Um, uh, Vanuatu, yeah, yeah, and interesting. While we're while we're on the subject of of Melanesia, we've we've just hung out the um, the Morning Star flag here in the studio, and the Morning Star flag is the one that was um, hoisted sixty years ago. I think the first of December, in yeah. what is what is, what is now known as West Papua, formerly Irian Jaya, which was a the old 
the an old was a part of the old Dutch East Indies. Okay. So there, there's 60 years, the 1st of December 1961, they raised that flag. And uh, now West Papua is now a part of the um, part of Indonesia under a, under a, a shonky referendum, which was about 1968. Yeah. So And so the striving for independence is pretty, yeah. at, pretty slow or stuff? Uh, so well, they basically, be, the, the local population, they stand up to the Indonesians, have been, have been brutalised. Um, and we all know why the Indonesians are there. Uh, um, West Papua and probably Papua New Guinea are laden with mineral wealth. Still, still resources there. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the, we know that the US have funded um, the Indonesian army with with weapons and stuff like that. And their only interest in that particular part of the world is some mineral wealth. Yeah. Well, and is it mineral? Is mineral wealth? But it's, 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 there seems to be an awful lot of. Um, poor, uh, poor countries and, and states and islands, etc., having to decide between China or American influence. Yeah, well, you know, <coughs> um, and we see that, or we see that already <coughs> that um, countries, even New Zealand, we gave a lot more money to the Pacific under Winston Peters, um, and part of that re- rationale was <coughs> to keep our influence in in, in the Pacific Basin. <coughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. So we've got the flag hanging up there, and hopefully we'll do a. We'll have Mick standing by on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. to the photo yeah. one. Do I can't it, uh, see Mick yet, so you better... Yeah, well, well, it's time for the, um, what do you call it, the um, Wall Street Shuffle. Nah, okay, when will, will we be going back to more in the studio yet? Have they made our decision? Well, well that's, yeah, well, I think we're still orange. Still coming up. Uh, yeah, still coming up. We'll, still just, we'll, up. Just, we'll, we'll just play it by, we'll play it by here, so... Okay. We'll do the, as I say, we'll do the um, Broadway or the Wall Street Shuffle. Farewell. Hello, Mick. Okay, Fred. Okay, Craig. Goodbye, Craig. Right, I'm in. I'm in charge. Oh, he's, he's what dial would you like gone, me to play he's with gone now? Mad again. Yeah, yeah. That's quite. Yeah, I can just you, see myself. You guys are sort of touching on sort of social aspects here at the beginning of your your piece, and um, it resonated because uh, the Reserve Bank is. Uh, this is. Uh, this was in um, Wednesday's Waikato Times. Reserve Bank of New Zealand tape. Putia Matua, is that pronounce it? Te Putia Matua, yeah. Has published a blueprint to save the cash system. Yeah. Because increasingly we're coming a cashless society, but um, it causes disadvantages um, low-income people who rely on cash for their, you know, for paying for their yeah. bills or yeah. buying for... And so, good on him, because this is, and this is the... His name is Christian Hawksby. He's the Reserve Bank's... Assistant Governor, who's advocating that we now need to do something about making sure cash remains functional. Okay, you think cash would still be a bit popular because you know, let's face it, um, a lot well, of the tradies le- and cetera use legal, cash. Legal tender, but yeah. it's surprising enough that some banks are actually punishing people for um, wanting to use cash. Well, let's they're, face they're, it, they're sleeping a banking fee for. Well. It's legal tender. I just got my you know monthly thing, and I say you know I didn't use my bank account that much, but I still had fifteen dollars or twenty dollars of bank fees, and I and I'm not a great spender, as my wife would attest. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's cashless. It's great in a time of a pandemic because it sort of cut, because handling cash is quite unhygienic because it's been in grubby little bank notes have been in people's pockets and mm, mm. but so but it does disadvantage the um, the vulnerable. Well, I also have another comment on that is, you know, if you've got some um, jingle in your pocket, 
and you see mm-hmm. someone asking for money or yeah. you know needs a needs a help and you've got five bucks or a copper coin or you um, can chuck it in you, the you can pot. Get, give them a hand whereas if it's very hard you know not well, many of them have machines with them and that's the annoying thing is the banks are ripping these F- atm machines out furiously Left, right and center yeah. look at look at we live in hillcrest where yeah. do we have to walk to get to an atm machine and it was yeah, it's just um just ridiculous the five big banks anz westpac asb bank of new zealand and Kiwi Bank have nearly halved the number of branches they had in 2011, and some rural areas had become cash deserts. Yeah. So just, yeah. and yeah. they make the assumption everyone's got access to internet banking. Yeah. Which yeah. is not true because one, some of the poorer people can't afford these uh, electronic devices, and they may live in an area where they don't have internet access. So, so it's ridiculous. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I'd say I um, that's But good on him for, for bringing this up and um, yeah, and at least they they know about it and are thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. But again, once again, the article it starts off declining use of cash a problem for society. So it starts off by the declining use and then at the beginning of the the article and then it says oh, despite that, demand for cash is increasing for both for households to store wealth outside the banking system. Mm, okay. And so I rather think that the banks are doing this because they want to control the money in the black market. Well, yeah, and actually from a from a bigger holistic picture, you know, there was talk about a fin- financial transaction tax mm. for ages, like how do we get more revenue for the country worldwide? And they said, well, you know, if they, they could clip the ticket on everything that went through um, technology, because yeah. you know, everyone knows, you don't actually, the bank doesn't have your pile or little pile of money in the bank, it just has a figure. Yeah. So they could actually... Tr- they could mm. actually clip a little bit off that, and they would get a huge amount of revenue. Revenues. It's all about control, yeah, right? It's of course, cash. You don't know where it is. They don't know how much is out there, but they don't know what. And of course, they, it is. they always bring up the, the criminal fraternity. You know, I mean, well, I see nefarious, <laughs> nefarious income from nefarious doings. You know, I see, and there's a, a few people in trouble for importing um, methamphetamine or allegedly importing methamphetamine up at Auckland Airport. In one of the houses, there was two boxes of cash. Um, you know, five hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, there's a bit of um, nefarious activities potentially going on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So and of course, and it doesn't, it doesn't. It's still going to continue because you've got people who know the way around the system and yeah, hacking yeah. systems and yeah. Okay. What and else? You see, got? old the Hamilton Ratepayers going to pick up a dollars legal bill for the council defending the the action against brought against them by 19 companies who wanted to pursue a judicial review of the council's development contributions policy, arguing a disproportionate amount of the cost of new infrastructure has been loaded onto city developers, which I think is... Okay, disproportionate. Okay, I mean, how do you define disproportionate? But these people, the developers, are quite happy to put the money up because they see a potential site that they can build yeah. on it, but they don't want to contribute towards the infrastructure like... Well, uh, yeah, and it goes back that is in the end of the day, you buy something and you sell it on, um, you're doing it for profit. I don't know if too many are doing not it. Not do it for altruistic reasons. For Christian reasons. No, it's money. Um, yeah. But they don't. But they're going to build these apartment houses. But there's no thought about contributing towards the infrastructure which we're going to need because there's going to be an awful lot of poo. Well, that's what I mean. It's all it's all about the ongoing costs. Yeah. And I say, and everyone pays that. I keep going back. Everyone goes, well, oh, everyone well, they're paying pay- for. It. You're renting, you own it, whatever. 
everyone pays it. Mm. In fact, the renters pay all the landlord's spare properties because yeah. the rent pays for the yeah. rates and the infrastructure, not the landlord. Yeah. You know, um, that's the bottom line. Um, okay, yeah, so that I see they lost. Uh, they won, so they mean that the court found that developers should keep paying some. Mm. Um, but, of course, w- they've decided they'll... that. Um, the council will just pay the bill. Yeah, they won't. They won't, um, they won't can, go for costs. I think. The, I think the article says that the maximum they could recover is a little bit of legal advice. The maximum they could get back would be one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, and I suppose how much would a would a lawyer seeing that it's a council go? Oh, what can we charge to get that? Oh, one hundred and thirty. We'll go for one hundred and twenty nine thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who so, knows? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, other couple of things I've got is that um, that. Uh, I see the EU has got an infrastructure package come out. Okay. And um, they've just announced it. And they've announced it's called the Global Gateway, a $300 billion uh, euro, sorry, uh, that will be spent on helping countries with fibre, transport corridors, clean power transmission lines, um, and generally trying to improve things. Now, I think, and this is going to join up, hopefully, or expectedly, with Biden's Build Back Better World initiative. Now, what right. is this bearing with China in mind? And where does this? What is, do you think that this is all about? It's it's trying to slow down the uh, uh, Belt and Road Initiative, hmm. and it's quite interesting. And this goes back to what we've talked about several times: is because China is doing been so successful in its in its Belt and Road pushing out and exporting. Suddenly, the West is going, "Oh, well, maybe we should do a bit too to keep keep in favour with these." Well, hopefully the citizens of the European Union will benefit from this. So it doesn't really matter because the motives behind it are spurious anyway. As you yeah, say, as you say it's, this is about we're, looking, we're not looking too good at the moment on the world stage and the Chinese are showing us up. Showing us up. So we better, we better start copying the only up thing some... I'm a little bit scared of is, uh, you, you might have read about it and Craig will definitely know about it, is in the early times in England they would have four different water pipes going to the, to the rich suburbs to service the houses, etc., yeah. rather than having one, whereas the poor just had the had the the well Open. in a, some polluted <laughs> hole that they were allowed to get the water from, and it yeah. just I can just imagine that would have an, a proud to be American highway running not far away, parallel to a a Chinese built highway, just just because they can to try and show them up. Yeah, but hopefully it's, it won't, and they'll they'll play off each other, and the little people will benefit from the sudden. The sudden thought of kindness and, and caring that's come <laughs> Forgive from the my West. cynicism. <laughs> well, forgive mine too. It's um, so anyway, that, that that's interesting. Um, another thing just um is I see that China and Laos just opened their railway. Okay. Laos is a landlocked um, mm. country, so it it has got borders and that, but it's very difficult. It's up against Kampuchea and Vietnam yeah, it's right in the middle. And, yeah. They've just built this a thousand kilometre railway link between Kunming and Vientiane, which is on the Mekong mm. River, and it's a thousand kilometres. Eighty something percent of it is on, either in tunnels or bridges wow. or, or viaducts. Gee, so uh, it's a hilly, quite hilly land. So uh, structural uh, marble. Well, it, it, it's just just impressive. So they've tunnelled and bridged and Five carried or six years. Yeah, a thousand kilometres. Yeah, so I'd like to see the Yanks do something like that. And um, so, what's the terms of you? I mean, do, do, do the um, Laos people own it, or the term, it's a cooperative deal? Mm. Um, because half the railway is in China and half is in Laos. Mm. You know, and then the Chinese expertise and and probably financing has come in, 
Yeah, but the idea is, of course... So if they, if they say the Laos default on their part of the deal, then the Chinese say, well, OK, we'll, we'll take control of it for Well, years. no doubt there'll be, there'll be deals like yeah. that. Um, you know, in the end of the day, it must have cost a, a, a Mega. fortune. But it's quite impressive, and I imagine not just uh, for freight and that, if and when tourism starts again, it'll be, with all those viaducts and tunnels and that, be quite an impressive tourist uh, route yeah. um, between the two. So that, that's just they just opened it um, last night. Okay. Yeah, for those years. The other thing I want to talk about is um, Jim Bolger. Um, you were in the country when Jim uh-huh. Bolger was yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had a. He was on Q and A last Sunday, and um, he was talking about how disappointing the National Party. Uh, has been, you know, this is before the Judith Collins mm-hmm. coup. Uh, yeah. Well, what happened? To, she self-imploded on the fell on a sword, self-imploded bridges Easter egg or whatever. Um, and and he was actually challenging. It was quite interesting to come from a, a Tory and a Nat, but he was saying, you know, the National Party has has to reimagine uh, capitalism because social inequality is pushing countries towards revolution. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, if only maybe, but uh, it, it certainly is. It's certainly um, dividing society. Um, and we, you and know, it's ran, this is happening right around the globe. Yeah, and, and it's rampant. So, um, so he's, and he and actually said, sort of quote him here, here is, well, it's out of a newspaper article. Some, are getting, some people are getting obscenely rich and others are going to food kitchens. Yeah. Is this, the, this is a recurrent thing because the number of times you, got, you have former high profile politicians who now retire from politics and become statesmen and they suddenly discover empathy for for those who are less well off. Well, yeah, or they maybe have time or they maybe reflect. Or they don't have to worry about a party image or a party... Yeah, don't have to uh, toe, the, toe the line. Party line. Yeah. Time and time again it happens, eh? I mean, yeah, and, and Carter, I mean, he's, in, he's heavily involved in the Habitat. Um, he's, and he's always been probably yeah. that sort of person. Yeah, but yeah. because he had to toe the party line and... Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have to worry about lobbying groups. He, he can do his own thing. President Carter. He's yeah. very old, but he's, he's done a... He's, you so know. good on Jim Bolder for saying that, because more and more, cause there's, this seems to be creeping in more and more, even amongst people who are up in the upper echelons of well-to-do and wealthy... I'm to understand it. There's ...thinking problems. that we need to get capitalism. There's nothing wrong with capitalism per se. It needs to, get, it needs to regain its empathy and sympathy for those less fortunate... Well, that's what Boulder was saying. He was saying, yeah. you know, um, uh, he was saying, well, it, it doesn't have to be the. Why does it just have to be the Labor Party that talks about an, uh, inequality no, and all that? Why doesn't the National Party do something about it? Yeah. And he um, quoted this. He said, um, in, in his, he, he quoted this. He was he was quoting a lot out of this book, and he, but he sort of said, free market capitalism is the greatest source of prosperity ever seen. It's potential, but. It's also on the verge of destroying the planet and destabilising yeah. society in a single-minded pursuit of maximising yeah. shareholder value. Yeah. And and so in the book, for people who want to know, I haven't read it yet, but um, uh, it's reimagining capitalism in a world on fire, and it's by a Harvard professor and economist, Rebecca Henderson. Because at the moment, you could, you could almost um, compare um, capitalism with lemons who just busily trying to live their lives regardless of the impact on, on the planet and they'll rape and pillage and trample over each other for short-term material gain and, and we'll end up with a dust bowl of a planet which is un, uninhabitable. And, and what's the point if we have just people like, you know, um, Chris Luxon and someone else in Wellington, if people have got all these houses and we have all these other people with no house, 
mm. having to find the rent, which then they're poor, so then the state has mm. to come along and, and help them pay the rent. What sort of lives do those people have? Well, it's not a life, you it's know, an and existence. Then, and the end result for the, for the wealthy is in the end, you'll, you'll want to go somewhere, you'll have to employ two security guards to stand by your car while you're, while you're in buying your saddle or you yeah. buy your expensive bottle of wine. You know, look at it's, Latin America. It's, it's quite insane, really. Well, we shouldn't go there. It's, it's self-destructive. It is self-destructive. And then, of course, if the poor are made too poor, they well, they'd be the first. Well, they'd be the first to go yeah. because they're the most vulnerable and the wealthy, they might hang around a bit longer before they you know, they succumb to environmental... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they'll be sitting there in their... Yeah, in a hermetically sealed bunker. Bunker, going, oh, look how, look at, count my money. Oh, oh, I can't go outside for another thousand years. Yeah, it's just it's quite insane. It's, it's insatiable, this appetite for material gain. Yeah, so, you know, capitalism is... And we've been sold a pup. We've been told, people have been told, oh, everyone can do this, everyone can be rich. And yeah. it's just well, not how does, sustainable. How does Benny, who's on a benefit, yeah. buy one of the houses of Christmas? He he's got a look, yep. You know, um, right. Nicola Willis has got three. Has got you know some sort of uh, interest in in a, in a trust that has homes. You know, mm. they, and they well, have as, you, as you said earlier on, there's no wrong with wealth. We've always had it, but as you said, how much of how much contributions of those wealthy people actually physically made out from their own pocket towards the tax take, rather than yeah. loophole legal loopholes. Yeah. And it's invariably the middle class and the poorest, out of all proportion to their income, pay the heaviest amount of tax. Well, and especially the poor, because of course, if you give you and I get a thousand dollars each from the government, good, thank you, government, that'd be a good idea. Um, um, we'll go and spend it. But what if you don't? If you because we need to. But if you give a wealthy person, give Christopher Luxon or Nicola Willis or, or you know lots of people who've got means, they may spend it, they may not, or. COVID lifts, they'll t- spend it overseas. Where does but, that generate the economy? Yeah. Giving Benny gets $1,000 and he goes down and gets a haircut, gives mum some money, might buy, um, you know, pays a few bills, It's it, it goes around in the economy. But those same people who've acquired wealth through, you know, through legal means, acquired property portfolios, they don't contribute to the to the overall run of the country through the taxes because through legal loopholes, and they're the same sort of people that gripe about the government wanting to do some sort of social program, which requires everyone sort of chipping in. Yeah. And you, you talked about this guy in the, in the medical surgery the other day. Yeah. He's a benefit, and um, I don't know I don't know his circumstances, but he's obviously white privileged. He may he may have his own house, but he was busy griping about the government being communists and they should be pushed up against the wall and shot. Oh, and but he's, he's taking expletives against our yeah, prime minister. He was taking. He's quite happy to take the taxpayer subsidised um, GP consultation, the taxpayer blood, blood service, uh, the blood service, the taxpayer subsidised prescriptions, yeah. our and road pensions, that we came on. And, yeah. and, and and if he had a car, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, so they, they're just these people are just re- greedy. Um, well, and w- don't they get the connection? We need e- all of us need to contribute. I think they do, but I think they just blot it out. They don't want to know because they know that if they start thinking along the lines, they might have to change their ways. Yeah. And they're too busy scrabbling like scrabbling in the dirt for every bit of material gain. Just not just what they need, but because they want more. 
Yeah. But it just made me laugh because it was like we had a little few words. I don't usually say a few words, but it got a bit heated. It got a bit heated. heated, heated, And we were outside the blood centre, and in the end, you know, and he and he said some expletives against our prime minister, and it didn't matter if it's the prime minister or even if he'd said the expletives Mm -hmm. against the other side. It was just it was was awful. Um, So I, I pulled him up on it. So we. Had a few words. But he, he, he'd been a tip of the iceberg. I bet there's a lot of people of his age group who think along those lines. Yeah, but I was just quite sad because he is someone, like you say, getting the use of uh, 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 all of us, hopefully, paid, sub- yeah. paid for systems. The, they're quite social. happy to put their hand out for tax yeah. subsidies, but then they're grizzling about the government. And he doesn't you even think? know what communism is, no. obviously. So, he hasn't, yeah. got a, hasn't got a, a sad, clue. Maybe sadly, but on reflection, is our, our Labour government a communist government? No, it's not. No. We live in a democracy. We're a sort of a, a capitalism a, with a bit of kindness. We don't live in a fascist or Stalinist type. Um, no, so, you know, people just throw that around. And I've heard it before. I've, you know, they're always calling her a communist. And I think, well, hello. You don't you know, know You don't know what communism is. No. So anyway, so that was a bit thing. What else you got? Oh, go. <coughs> I haven't actually. We've run out. Oh, you've run out? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I've got a couple of yeah. little things before Craig rescues us from our silence. Mm-hmm. Um, is that... Um, Oh, it's raining outside, so if you're listening, Cheryl, can you just check my gazebo so the water's not pooling, so it doesn't fall over? Hang on, that's a... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I see in Honduras... Um, we just had elections. Xiomara, um, what's her surname, Castro? Yeah. Has won the, won the elections, she, and she's sort of a left-wing um, presidential election, so she won quite handsomely. Oh, I don't don't suppose the US would be happy about that. Well, it was interesting because the US has said congratulations on being the first woman leader, blah, blah, blah. But one of her uh, policies is that she was going to uh, acknowledge China a bit more. Ooh, Ooh, dear, dear idea. That'll get the Yanks sending uh, munitions down to the Latin America on those little planes. (laughs) So, but of course, that was interesting that she has stood before... And the guy beforehand had to couldn't stand down because he, Hernandez, I think, mm-hmm. because he had altered sort of Parliament to restand again or something, and the population didn't like that. So good. So how long will she all stay in power for? Well, I wish, her the, I wish her the best of luck because yeah. I think she wants to do the same, try and not nationalise, but maybe restructure the economy, and so it's a bit more equitable. Well, I think. That sort of push is the how moment they do it. St- the moment they start talking about trying to make it more equitable, then the rich start um, kicking up a fuss and well, can you, yeah. get, you end up getting yeah. no, and what right. makes me laugh? It doesn't matter even if you have a country that the wealthy will still be wealthy. Yeah, but they they just not, have they, to share a little bit but more. But they don't want to do that. No, they don't no, want to share. Don't seem to. No, but anyway, so what, Ms. Craig, enough's, the enough's never enough, Miss Climate. No, how much is enough? They just want. They want everything they can get hold of, regardless of well, regardless of they could ever spend it in their own lifetimes. It's yeah, and where do you stop when you have a few people and their families own, of money. Ha- own half the have half the wealth? You yeah. know, it's um, so yeah. There's things for the world, but it's quite. I thought it was quite interesting that Bolger and you know, a sort of a well, on and that starting to question well, where do we head? Where are we heading with capitalism? And it's, it's, it definitely needs to. The question needs to be asked. We live, I think we. Eric Hobsbawm, he was a famous British historian, he wrote a series of books, and the last one in the series called The Age of Extremes, and I rather think we're living in the age of extremes. Well, in, if you, maybe... Because we, of polarising on, on different things and what's going on in the world, this age of extremes seems to be continuing, you know, we're getting no polarisation around the world. And 
Well, we are, and that's that's the sort of frightening thing is that we are uh, gradually uh, we're not we're, we're we're maybe it's social media maybe, but having rich and poor isn't a good omen for the future in in large quantities. You know, no. Um, sure, you can have capitalism, but we have to say, and and I think we should be sort of having sort of a, a goal. Okay, yep, we can have capitalism, we can have wealth and whatever. But our bottom line is that every person that lives in this country, and ideally the world, has access to a home that that they you know not going to get turfed out. Yeah, food work. on the table, food on the table, warmth, um, all the basic, healthcare, the basics. Yeah, the basics, and that should be fundamental before we allow. We're well, supposed to be human right. Yeah. But it seems to be knocked out, of the, knocked off the off the well, sideline. Well, you know, how do, how can we have in a country when we can have someone with thirty houses, and we have people with no houses living mm. in the street? You know, to me, our over our team, our over overriding philosophy and goals should be right. Okay, you've got that, but when Benny needs to be housed, yeah. and if you have to share a bit more, so be it. But mm, it's gonna Benny be won't vote. Sadly, because he's too far out of the the port. Which gives the numbers. well, he doesn't care. He hasn't bothered to vote, so why should we worry about him? No. Yeah, and they know that it was yeah. like the go back to the, the the climate thing, where they all go their big, big, big plans and everything else. But all those politicians, they came back to their countries. Um, was there a huge surge in votes for green parties and parties that no. wanted to do anything about it? No. no. Because cause eventually it's going to no. You're going to have to. Everyone's going to have to change the way they live. Yeah, but we won't do it until we mm. until we have to. Because so we're still thinking, oh, can I have I got, got no, a big they, They'll put it off till all the poor have gone, and then when it starts encroaching onto their gated communities, oh, perhaps we'll do we'll do something about it. And by that time, it'll be too late. Well, and it goes back to what um, Cheryl always says. You know, yeah, people, most people, uh, they say, oh, people change because they see the light. No, actually, they change because they feel the heat. Yeah. And um, yeah, so as long as it doesn't affect them, they won't change their way. Yeah, I can see. Is he pressing his face? A, pressing his face up against hand. the glass. Looking through the window. Yeah. All right, I'm out of here. Goodbye. Okay, catch you later, mate. You can sit at the controls. If no, no, no. Pa- if you like. Power corrupts. <laughs> it does, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while um, we do the COVID shuffle again, I see that Singapore has been um, declared the greenest city in the world. And despite it being an island and it's got something like 5 million people, the population of um, Singapore, and most of the landscape is high rise skyscrapers. There's a move afoot with government backing for more horizontal gardening and um, uh, horticulture, trying to utilise the available space for growing their own vegetables, because otherwise they have to import most of their vegetables from uh, overseas. Yeah, they're quite strict around litter, aren't they? That's yeah. uh, they, if you um, what was it? If you drop chewing gum, you'd be you'd be hung, drawn, and quartered. No, 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 not quite that bad. <laughs> you, but you're made to feel really guilty about yeah. dropping your gum. Yes, but, um, yes. So um, yeah, yeah. I know. I know that. Um, it, as you're right, you've seen pictures of Singapore, and it's mm. yeah, it's a well, yeah, that's a it's a cityscape. It's a cityscape. Yeah, yeah heavily populated. Um, five million people on a pretty small area there's a population of new zealand yeah <laughs> come to think of it <laughs> it is that's the popular yeah yeah interesting Cheap you, interesting you talked about um the hamilton city council the beloved city council i read in in the hamilton press last week they had a um had a vote on the three waters um project and they i think that um deputy mayor um, Taylor, 
<laughs> had tried to get a vote of no confidence in it, but they lost that vote. So thank goodness for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think they're in this um, issue with the council is the um, building stuff, um, having more houses and this water stuff. Mm. Um, and uh, and according to one of the councils, I think the more the problem they're having is with the housing. Um, uh, building, um, it's building because people will, will won't like a three-story building next to them, and they'll, they'll be having. It's going to happen. Though. Yeah, that's going to happen. But that's council council said there'll be a lot of complaints about it. Because I think mean, something about the law, they've, they've, they've sliced through some of the regulations and red tape. Mm. So you could end up being a suburb and you know, quite happy, and then suddenly find your next door neighbours built a three story house. Mm. That's what they and pro- there's nothing you can do about it. That's what they propose for us next door where I live. It's already happening up in Auckland. Yeah, so. I, I, I imagine. It's just, it's just a limitation on space. Mm. Um, we were in. Where were we? Where were we? Uh, yeah. Going through uh, Sandwich Road, oh, right. over in, over in um, the Phuketi Way, mm-hmm. and there's uh, there was a number of houses that've been pulled out, a number, and it looks like a lot of infilling down in, the, in that area. So yes, uh, talk about urban encroachment or not encroachment, but um, being swamped by. Ooh, yeah. well, welcome to Singapore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Of course, it's, as I said, these development contributions, you know, developers are quite happy to develop these places, but they seem reluctant to cough up some sort of contribution to, for the mm-hmm. infrastructure because if you increase the housing, which they've been, the councils and government mm-hmm. have been pushing for because we need them, whether they're going to be enough to, to lift the poor, poor people, that's another thing. Mm. But if you're going to have increased housing, you're going to have increased demands on infrastructure and you end up with possibilities of pollution in the rivers and yeah that's so that's why they wonder the three waters project yeah and then then you have a moronic comments i picked up on the social media mm. horrible space <laughs> <laughs> so to, luxton talking about um so many millions of or what is it half a million or, or million new zealanders want to return back to new zealand and um they'll, they'll encourage it but i tell you what they won't encourage Infrastructure. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's all short-term gain, and they yeah, it's all that sort of stuff. So they're not they're not going to put in the um, decent waterways or the decent which, they, and, uh, which they've put off for years and years. Because yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's happened. And they talk about we need. Um, we've I've seen the moronic um, tweets and Instagram messages that, that are shared from another space and mm-hmm. put on this person posts them. They're from from national MPs moaning about there's not enough um, intensive care beds in hospital. Well, hello sunshine, what did you do to um, encourage uh, infrastructure in the health area? Hardly any. And as and as mm. and as individuals, mm. you may have, you haven't really contributed to the tax. Pool, no, the, mm, and that too. That's the issue too. Yeah. People are not paying their fair share of tax, and then gri- mm. then grizzling the government because they haven't provided enough ICU beds or enough yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, want it, yeah, it, they just, want it both ways. Mm, yeah, they want the, they want to have their cake and eat it. Yeah, yeah. I know Jerry Brown likes that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's fine having more people in New Zealand. But you've got to have, keep up the infrastructure, and that's not—that's been the problem, and it's, a, it's been going back a number of years. Um, and then you need more roads; you can have more cars. And yeah, more cars. You need more schools. Yeah, yeah. but you haven't up kept the current lot. 
No. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, we, we had problems in Auckland where teachers are being forced out of the area because they couldn't afford to live there. Uh, it's, yeah. And it's just insane. It's just. Well, yeah, yeah. We're, we're putting the cart before the horse, to use an analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not, we're not thinking. We think, well. Um, we're only thinking short term. Short term. Think, yeah. The, the, long-term. Yeah. I, I remember a conversation on air I had years ago with with Martin Gallagher, mm-hmm. um, councillor, talking about when they developed the the, um, the Norton area, and he was saying that the the thing that they did first was to put all the structure in place. Most of it was underground. Then you built the houses. Mm-hmm. But what we're getting is we pull the people in. And then we think about it later. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. And he's supposed to be the experts. Yeah, and they talk, and they talk about um, oh, the, the tourist industry are moaning because of the COVID. We can't have people in, and we we're going bust and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But they the, the this is the tourist industry have pulled a lot of people in mm. to look at our scenery. Historic sites. Which are busy trampling over and destroying and, in the process. And, and crapping in the rivers and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Um, but what they failed to have done is to infrag- introduce put, or put in more infrastructure. Okay, mm. sanitation, for example. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, it's all been, yeah, it's money, 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 money. And then they gripe if they've been asked to chip into walls. Making some sort of yeah. contribution to infrastructure, and they and they and there was this thing about freedom campers. They're trying to um, get, sort that issue out and um, putting um, putting dunnies on vans. Mobile dunnies, yeah, mobile. But the the, pro, the the problem with the freedom campers is exactly what we were saying before. It's, there's not enough of the um, infrastructure around tourists, yeah. and it's and uh, the burden has fallen on poor old local. Um, dwellers and ratepayers who don't see any benefit from it at all. Right? Yeah, th- when they put their foot in it. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah so well, interesting you're saying about um, Papua New Guinea. Yeah, West, um, West, West, West Papua, yeah. Yes, West Papua, yeah. yeah. People, 60 years. 60 years since they raised that flag. Wow. 60 years since independence. No, since they raised the flag. Right. Um, um, not, so, I think it's what's about 68 the sham referendum which allowed um indonesia to take over and because we're Irian, it was used to be called Irian jaya but west papua but it, it became a uh, province of indonesia because right. it was part of the old um, yeah, dutch here yeah, yeah and they went in there and they haven't shifted since so mm-hmm. yeah that there's been this desire for independence from the people who live there because basically they're eth- kind of ethnically the same as their Papua New Guinea um, friends right. across the border, um, but we all know that's different dialects per, mm. per valley. But it's been 60 years since they raised that wow. flag. Yeah, yeah. And that was, I think it was while it was still a Dutch um, colony. Colony, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about colonies, you see that Barbados has become the youngest uh, republic. Yeah, we saw all of that. Um, they get they gave the old queen and the whatever else. The, the elbow. Yep. But <laughs> they still remain part of the Commonwealth. So yeah. I suddenly thought, oh, maybe that'll start the Republican talk over here again because there's been murmurs of, you know, maybe mm. New Zealand should be a republic. But um, yeah, I, I suspect we'll see what happens. We'll see what mm. happens in the West Indies because there's a lot of island nations mm. still tied to the crown. Four hundred um, years. Yeah, yeah. Curious. Slavery and everything else that went yeah, with it. Yeah, and and probably because the the population of Barbados is. Um, is in uh, 
they're, they're the descendants of slaves. Mm, yeah. uh, I think the the original inhabitants were probably wiped out years ago, yeah. either by disease or yeah, that way too. Um, so I'm be curious to know if, if there's going to be a snowball effect over there, while places like um, what else is who's over there? Jamaica, Trinidad. Um, Granada, well, I think Granada is probably um, it's the wrong one. Uh, no, I think Dominic- Granada's one, yeah. Dominica. Dominica. Yeah, and all those sort of places, will, will they all go that way? Who knows? It could, uh, yeah. could, be, could be a snowball, as you say. Yeah, it could, could possibly be, so yeah. Oh, it won't happen in Martinique or Guadeloupe. Yeah, they're, they're the French fine. will be <laughs> stomping it real hard. They're, they're still departments of France. They still um, participate in French um, elections like Réunion, and yeah. um, those sort of places, yeah. Mm. So that's an interesting one, uh, Mick. Um, how that impact, as I say, how it impacts on the rest of the nations there. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's um, yeah. It, they, they brought their um, their, their famous Barbadian um, Rihanna. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she yeah. got a, she got a gong, didn't she? Yeah, she should have been gonged out of there. <laughs> <laughs> should have got to some um, local person who's probably lived there longer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the, it seemed the old old Prince of Wales took it on the chin anyway. By the yeah. yes, 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 we, we accept it, yes, we time's moved on and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, about it's about bloody time. Yeah, yeah, bloody time. Yeah, so that was quite an int- yeah, that's quite an interesting because it's happened within within the realms of the Commonwealth um, because the, a lot of them are still that kind of ties to the Queen, don't they? Yeah, Not, yeah. Yeah, and as you're right, the talk about republicanism in this country, um, yeah, but we have we have this solid base of royalists here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm still in two minds about being a republic because if you go get, get rid of the queen as head of state, that means you're going to have to have you know, presidential elections, and yeah. is that going to be as less? Is that going to be cheaper than um, than having having a queen pop over? Yeah, no. mm, yeah, and it depends who you get to. Yeah, exactly, think, quality. Yeah, quality, yeah, and I think the quality we've got here it'd be is... More, it'd be more of the same. It'd be rather poor, actually. Yeah. Because we've got poor quality right now. Yeah. And our, and our politicians, really, really, when you when you think about it, um, we, we expected, a, you know, we're a, we a Labour government, we, we expected a lot more from them regarding those social-type issues. But I think they've been compromised because they want to keep control of the central... Yeah, that's the part con- problem, yeah. And I think all parties are now worried about control of the central part of the spectrum. Yeah, well, it's the biggest pool of potential voters and... Um, the rest of us are not sort of um, listened to. Yeah. And that's a problem because mm. it's status quo, and that's what it means. We'll stay the same. Yeah. Nothing will get addressed. The problems will get assassinated. The, 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 the only change would be delivery from blue to red and back and back and forth. Yeah, and that's a yeah, yeah. But the, but the um, what is it? What's that one? The shuffle. Yeah, it's the same. So yeah, and I and I think about I think about that, and you and, you, and you're talking about um, uh, the poor getting sort of more and more screwed. Yeah. Uh, be marginalised by... Um, well, like the banks we were talking about. No, yeah, the, before, the Available, yeah, available yeah. cash and... No, and, I mean, there's advantage for both. There's advantage for having a cash society because in the middle of a pandemic and mm. less transport, blah, 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 but 
you've got to keep bear in mind the people who don't have access to, to those, those sorts of things here. Yeah. And we we've heard the people it's making it more and more difficult for people just to go to a bank. It's ridiculous. We were and we we knew those stories some from a while ago when when they when they closed down suburban banks and and the uh, hole in the walls, hole wall stuff. And, and we know that there were people. Um, more uh, so elderly um, citizens would go to their local bank in the yeah. suburbs and that was taken away, which meant they had to go to town or not at all to do their banking business. It's just, yeah. And, um, and, it's, and I heard what you're saying. It's almost like if you, if you want to ask for cash from the bank, they, they sort of begrudgingly help you. Well, in some cases, it's almost being penalised. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Margaret talks about this. Goes to the bank and then look at you. You, you think, yeah. hang on a minute, it's got legal tender written on it. You know? yes, it's, it's not pay the, pay the bearer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. Quick, it's not counterfeit. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but you just think it's just. Um, yeah. I, I think. I think the problem is that the main banks of this country uh, are owned by Australia. Yeah. So they've, got, they've got no no real law. I mean, Kiwi banks followed along along with this, and that's supposed to be the People's Bank. But, but yeah. it seemed to. That seemed to be an elbow now. That, yeah, that, I think that's just so they probably join their Australian mates. Yeah, just... Yeah, and, and the profits that they make. Poor old Jim Anderson would be spinning his grave if he knew what happened to, mm-hmm. to the bank. Yeah, it was interesting you were talking about um, Jim Bolger uh, before. Yeah, and, and other statesmen who have seen... Old statesmen, yeah. He's seen the light. There's, I mean, there's lots of people who have been high-profile politicians... They forget about that once they've retired and they don't have any party allegiance to mm. worry about lobby groups, they suddenly see the light and become humanitarian and more or more humanitarian. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a little he's a little bit different to the run of the I'll call yeah. the run of the mill Tory because he's a he's of Irish descent. Right. And he doesn't believe in knighthoods. Oh right. Um, so he's ne- he's, ne- he's not known as Sir James. Right. And there was another another part of his crowd, Philip um, Philip Burton. I think he was another one of that who didn't believe in that sort of stuff. And he, I think they they almost they sound- were the exception to the rule. Yeah, but I still think that uh, Jim Bolger, farming type, yeah, blue co- blue collar, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I've just um, I, I'm not a, not a fan of his. No, yeah. but mm. all the same, I do agree with the sentiments that we, the capitalism needs to regain some empathy and sympathy. yeah, yeah, it's some sort of empathy. Yeah, it's it's long since gone when when, it's, when it was like yeah. that. Yeah, probably in the times of you know old Muldoon um, when they had some sort of empathy. Um, but ever since we've entered into that ne- neoliberal phase with um, Thatcherism yeah. and Reaganism in the, in the late seventies and gone through that. Yeah. That that sort of empathy is lost. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and then, and then, and you think that the cunt with, the, with the Labour government we had that empathy, but no, nah, they're, they're still hung up about their neoliberal um, roots. Yeah, because they're thinking about the next election. Yeah, they are. And all, all parties are thinking about it. As soon as they get in, they're thinking about the next election. Yeah, because of the three yearly cycle, and I think maybe it's t- time to change the cycle to to four years. Yeah, I mean, lots of other countries have four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah and some five. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I just don't want to see what the problem is. Oh, okay, if you get an unpopular government, okay, four years can be a long time. But they but could, but they could, <laughs> they could also be brought down. Yes, so of course, yeah. Yeah, by um, populism or voter no confidence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those things can happen, I and mean, we we know that these they've happened before and, and, and overseas. Yeah, but we seem to be more, probably a, quite a stable country. Yeah. Yeah, quite we we don't sort of rock the boat too much. And well, I guess it depends if the social divide gets any worse. You know, that is the issue, and um, we're coming into a part of the year where um, it's highlighted, highlighted the social divide, and uh, and I'm worried to think what happens to people who have been the recipients, for example, food parcels because mm. they've run out of 
food, and, uh, food entitlement from work and income, what happens to them? Mm-hmm. Or do they just, just everything just goes um, away and then comes back? Yeah. No, it, it, it's still there. Yeah, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Out of mind. Okay, mate. That's that's us, oh, and what? the weather's not too pleasant out there. No. But if you want to, if you want to do a photo shoot, you can. I'll take the flag. Yeah, that'd be cool. All oh, right. Okay. So, see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/slash Free FM eighty nine to find out more.